Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. How many are thankful that God is a God that cares? He, he, he hurts when you hurt. He rejoices when you rejoice. Amen? I'm thankful for that. Well, today I want to start a new series. And um, I've titled this one, The God Who Restores. Everybody say that with me. The God Who Restores. That's a beautiful picture there from our multimedia team right there. Raquel. It's a... Uh, it's unbelievable. Right now we're June 6th. Can you believe it? We're almost to the halfway point of this year, of 2021. I don't know if it's just me, but I look at that calendar and I say, I cannot believe it's June 6th of 2021. Just a year ago we're in this pandemic and we're still seeing the effects of it. It hasn't gone away and California is battling it. Fortunately, we're not in the same place as other countries like India we're in the middle, in the thick of it right now, continue to pray for countries like that, that are losing thousands of people. But I, I would ask you, if I were to ask you, I, I'm sure every one of you would say that 2020, and even 2021 up to this point, have been some of the most challenging times of your lives. I know that you've all gone through trials and tribulations in the past. There have been hardships in years past. But this hardship, the last year and a half, is different than anything else you and I have gone through. We've slowly been transitioning, though, back to what we consider uh, or what things used to look like, right? For many people, there have been so many changes, it doesn't seem like things will ever get back to normal. But what is normal? I, I once had someone tell me, normal is only a setting on a clothes dryer. Because there is no normal. But seriously, if I were to ask you here today, and, watch, and even those watching online, most of you would, would agree with me that you want things to be restored to the way things used to be, or similar to that. Some of you are glad for a change, but most of us would agree that we want things restored to the way things used to be. You know, one of the things I see in the business world where I work at is this labor shortage. And I don't know if those of you that are still working see that. But there's a labor shortage. It's not just in our country. It's worldwide. I deal with people from all across different countries with materials, raw materials. There's labor shortages out there. There's a reason why you're not getting your toilet paper. There's a reason why you're not getting your hot tub or your refrigerator or your oven, whatever it is that you've ordered, there's a reason for all that. We have gas prices, gas prices rising, groceries increasing in cost, building materials, wood skyrocketing, construction just shooting up out of, off the roof. Some would lay the blame on the new administration, but I believe it's far greater than that. It's, it's not just that. It's worldwide. There's changes that have happened, that have occurred. But how many are thankful that we have a God that restores? Our God can restore, it doesn't matter what it is, to its previous condition and better. I want to put up our sermon text for today. It's found in John 16, John chapter 16 and verse 33. This is out of the Amplified Version to give you a little bit 
more depth into that verse. But it says the following, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. Aren't you thankful that God himself has overcome this world? That Jesus Christ, robed in flesh, came and overcame this world for you and I. Because God's word cannot lie, God is not a liar, we can put our trust in those, in those scriptures right there, in those words right there. He is telling us you're going to have trials and tribulations. You are going to have pandemics. You are going to have labor shortages, possibly loss of jobs, possibly a change in, in your life. All these things. But do not fear. He has overcome the world for you and I. He has come to give you peace in this world that you're currently living in. There's nothing for you and I to fear. Amen? Jesus gave us these words of encouragement to restore you and I, to put us back into that place that he created you and I to live in. See, none of us are, are designed to live in fear. To live in fear is to cower and to, to run away from what might be the possible solution in your life. You can't live your life in fear. You can never live your life in fear. That's why the words of Jesus matter. And here's the other half of that. Your words matter. Your words matter. Hopefully you, didn't, you aren't catching yourself in this last year and a half and saying, man, things are never going to be like they used to be. Or, I'm getting so old now, my back always hurts. You know what I'm saying? Confessing all these things that, that are such negatives in your life. I'm so dumb, I can't, I'll never get an A on that test. Oh, I could never qualify for that position. You know, and on and on and on and on. What you're really doing is, you're putting, when we put words out there, they become our reality. Did you know that? You become that person. You complain about your back all day, guess what? Your back's going to hurt, I promise you. No matter how many Motrins you take, your back is going to hurt. Now, let me take you to this Scripture in Proverbs, chapter 18, and verse 21, to remind you, this is the Message Bible. We're going to put it up on the screen in a second. It says this, words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Did you catch that? Words kill. Words give life. And every husband, every wife in here said amen. Amen. Because... They know, they know, even every child, words can be hurtful or they can be uplifting. How are you using your words? I know that Jesus came to proclaim words of life. Are your words proclaiming life? I'm asking you today. Are your words encouraging others around you? We just finished a relationship series on relationships, on spouses, on just basically relationships. And your words are vitally important. How are you expressing those words? Wouldn't it be wonderful if people could just come into this place, people that are buried by the world or destroyed by the world and how the world's talked to them, how their job places affected them, how maybe their spouses affected them, 
And they come in here and, and get restored. Wouldn't it be beautiful? This could just be a house of restoration. Because that's what it is. This is a house of restoration. Amen? Let me give you the definition of restoration. It is the act of replacing into a former state. Renewal. Revival. Recovery from any bad state to bring, to bring back to full recovery. And that's why we have plastic surgery. That's why we have all sorts of things done because we want to get back to that former state. And for some people, uh, it's, 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 it's just not working, okay? Can I just be honest? But we all want to be restored to a former state. All of us would like to... As we age, we, we would like to be able to move about like we could when we were 20 years younger, 30 years younger, you name it. The Word of God, though, I want to remind you today, it's filled with a theme of restoration. Throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it's restoration. And that's what I want to show you today in this series that I'm beginning today. question I have for you today is, what, can, what are you expecting God to restore in you? Or in your family. What are you expecting God to restore in you? I believe God is speaking to each of us today. Each of us. Every one of us. Young to old. He wants to remind you that those days of feeling discouraged. Fearful. Lonely. Painful. Sickness. They're gone. He is bringing restoration to you. The God Almighty, the God of this creation that created you and I is saying, no more of that. You've had those days. I want to bring restoration to you. How many are ready to receive that? Amen? You ready to receive restoration? Well, the first thing I want to talk, or first point I want to mention today is restoration from suffering. How many know that's a big one? We, we have seen people suffer. We have seen the suicide rate increase. Just recently, one of my daughter's friends growing up committed suicide. Young person, not my oldest daughter, Elizabeth, who's not here, her, one of her childhood friends committed suicide. And that's not the first person. You've probably known other people this year or last year. This pandemic has taken its toll. It's, it's separated families and caused people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. You see, God wants to completely and fully restore you where you're suffering today. He wants to restore you and take away that pain and hurt. Some of you have experienced tremendous pain. And I'm speaking specifically this last year and a half. God wants to remind you today, He is the God who restores. He is restoring you one day at a time. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 says the following, And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Did you know that there's generally two types of suffering? There's the type of suffering because you made a foolish choice. And everybody here can shake their head, nod their head, and say, yeah, that was me. That was me also. We all made foolish choices. 
and you pay the price. You suffer for those foolish choices. But there's also suffering for God's sake. He will allow you to go through suffering. If, if you don't believe me, read the book of Job. The book of Job will share things that God forbid you and I would ever have to endure. But you will go through times of suffering for the Lord. And what he's telling you here is he's going to restore you and make you stronger, firm, and steadfast. You're going to be unmovable that no matter what kind of storm comes your way, it's not going to shake you or break you. You're going to keep marching forward. Amen? There's another scripture I want to put up. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 19. This is the word of God again speaking to you today if you are suffering and have been experiencing suffering. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Keep doing what you know to keep doing. Don't stop. Don't quit. God is in the middle of restoring you. It, it gets tough. We all understand that. It will get tough. There will be times you want to just throw your hands up and give up. It's like the, when, when, you, when us guys would play with our big brothers or our uncles and, or, or somebody bigger and they'd say, okay, say uncle. They twist your arm behind your back and you, and you have to give up, right? We've all played that game. Say uncle. Maybe for the women you had to say aunt. I don't know. But uh, I remember playing that game and life sometimes will want to make you give up. But God's given you a spirit of an overcomer, hasn't he? You are overcomers, amen, in Christ Jesus. He is restoring you right now. He's restoring you, you who are suffering. God will restore you and take away your suffering. Number two, he's also the God of restoration of years stolen. For many of us, this past year and a half, maybe six months, a year, it may have felt like something was stolen from you. And, and you can't, you don't feel like you could ever get it back. But I want to tell you here today, God in his word says he will restore what you feel has been stolen from you. The years that have been stolen from you. The Word of God declares that God Almighty can restore to you days and years that the enemy has stolen from you. And, and as I said, some of you may feel that last year was stolen, that this year has also been stolen from you. Maybe it was years past, in the past that you feel were stolen from you. Here's the Word of God that I want to share with you, found in the Old Testament in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. Listen to these words. Word of the Lord says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never again be put to shame. I want to remind you again that our God, in his word, restores to you what the enemy has stolen. He, he, we can all think, though, in, a, in, a, in our little box that he's going to give us back exactly what I had. No, God gives you 
greater abundance than what you had before. Amen? He gives you greater things. That is what's so amazing about God. He is the God of restoration of your stolen. The third point is, He's the God of restoration of health. He restores your health. Some of you have suffered in your health this past year. Certain conditions, it's just like one thing after another, after another. I've talked to a few of you and you've been battling this all year long and even last year. It's been one challenge after another. Again, I would tell you that God hurts when you hurt. He cares for you. The Bible says He wipes away your tears. He sees every tear. The Word of God also declares this, how He will restore your youth. He will restore your youth. I, I think of Mother Betty, who I believe is watching on Zoom. Mother Betty, we see you. And Mother Betty, we know her testimony of having such back pain that was so bad and miserable she couldn't even get up. She couldn't walk. It was miserable. And yet God restored unto her the physical condition from years before. He restored to her her health. That was a miracle, church. That was a miracle. That same God that can do it for Mother Betty can do it for you. Amen? What is it that you want to give to the Lord today and say, Lord, I need restoration of my health in this area or that area? God is there to restore that for you. How many are believing that today? Raise your hand right now. I want you to believe that and declare that. Amen? I know it. Amen. Amen. You also need to begin to thank God in advance for that. When you're praying for restoration, begin to declare, Lord, I thank you for receiving that healing in my back. I thank you for restoring my, the shoulder pain that it, it, it is gone now. I am free of shoulder pain or hand pain or feet, foot, whatever it is. Whatever it is that you're going through, begin to thank Him in advance for that. God wants to bring you back to a place of restoration. God is restoring your health today. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 17, the prophet Jeremiah declared this, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. The Lord said that. He spoke to Jeremiah to write this down. I will restore health to you. And your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. That is the God that we serve. A God of restoration that wants to bring back health to you. Not only physically, but emotionally. Emotional health is a big part of, of our body. And many of us are, are struggling in this, in this pandemic with that emotional health. God is here to heal you today. Amen. Our fourth point is restoration from shame. This is a big one. Restoration from shame. What do I mean by that? We can walk into church week after week, Sunday after Sunday, and carry shame on our back because we've never truly given it to God. We walk around with what we did from a long time ago. And you can carry that, and it'll weigh you down, and the enemy knows that. And he heaps discouragement upon you, shame upon you. You see, let me tell you right now, whatever you've done 
in the past, or I, I would even say last night at the club, but the club wasn't open. He'll never look at you any different. God loves you. God loves you. You see, you can't do anything greater or good to have him like you more. His love for you is the same. Whether you're a good Christian, an okay Christian, or not even a Christian believer. He loves you the same. He loves you exactly the same as the sinner. Can I even go that far? Yeah. Because that's his love. But it's your reaction to that love that makes all the difference. How are you responding in that moment? How are you responding to that love? I believe many of us carry that shame. God has restoration from shame. And let me read this scripture to you to show you this. Found in Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 7. And it says this. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. God is replacing your shame today with everlasting joy. I don't know about you, but that should make you want to kick your heels and just shout, glory, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. The shame is gone. I have joy in my soul now. From this day forward, you need to declare that you're no longer going to carry that shame, that you're going to be filled with the joy of the Lord in your, in your spirit. You are now restored in Jesus' name. The word of God declares it. You are restored. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. And if we could put that up on the screen as well. Galatians chapter 6. Listen to the words of Paul. The Apostle Paul. He says, brothers. It really means brothers, sisters, young, young person. If anyone is caught in any transgression... You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. That is so important there. We all need to be restored at different times. All of us do. Because none of us are perfect. I want Foothill Christian to be a house of restoration. Where people can just walk in, not only just feel at home but become restored in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? That they can receive the good news of Christ where each of us can be restored in a loving and gentle way. You see, I know pastors and leaders that would, when they know what you've done, would want to remind you of how bad that was, that they just want to just jab that in there rather than trying to restore you lovingly and gently. They get a kick out of that. And, and that's a sad place to be because they fail miserably in trying to restore a person. They actually push that person away rather than lovingly bring them in. And those are the same people that will tell you, well, I just have a spirit of boldness and I got to say what I got to say. Right? You've heard people say that. What they really have is a spirit of meanness. And it's not of God. God, help us today and restore us from our shame. In Jesus' name.
Do you receive that? you receive that? Because we can't carry shame on us. You are ineffective in the kingdom of God if you're walking around with guilt and shame. You cannot be used as an effective tool by God if you're walking around in unforgiveness, in, in shame that you've placed on yourself. And the fifth point and my final point today is the restoration of your soul. This past year and a half, it's, it's much like a fight. Again, boxing match, sporting events, I'll use those as examples here, but a boxing match, if you hit somebody over and over and over and over and over again, guess what? Eventually, they're gonna fall. They might not fall on that first one. In boxing, they hit the body, 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 body. And if you hit the body enough times, the head will fall, the body will go, the entire body. The enemy has hit every one of us over, boom, 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 since last year, been hitting you in your, in your marriage, in your job place, in your physical condition, in your spirit, been trying to knock you off course. But I want to remind you that our God restores he will restore your soul, your spirit, where he wants to bring you back to. Amen? Amen? Psalm 23, verse 3, which Bianca said so beautifully this, this afternoon, says this, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul. When you feel beat up, when your spirit's all dejected and, and people in your workplace and and, and your spouse is just seemingly beating you up, get along with God. Psalm 23, verse 3. He restores my soul. It's not your bank account. It's not your car. It's not your house. It's God alone that restores your soul. Our souls have been beat up from all the headline news. You turn on the news right now on TV. It just beats you up. It's all negative. And yes, it's good to be informed, but you can't allow that to permeate into your soul and become a part of you. There, all there is is political division, racism, COVID-19, mask up, mask not, and on and on and on. And all it is is just dividing people. Let me remind you of this scripture here. And I want to get into the scripture found in Matthew chapter 11. Listen to the words of Jesus, what Jesus said in verse 29 through 30. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How many want rest for their souls today? There's, there's days that you just, you just wish the day would end and tomorrow would start right now. And, uh, or next week, or next month, or next year. But here's what I want to focus in on that scripture. A yoke was a wooden cross piece that was fastened over the, the necks of two animals. It was a yoke, and then it was attached to a cart to plow the field. So it was a yoke that bound two animals, and it was used to plow the field. Well, I want to tell you that this past year, some of you have been yoked with the latest conspiracy theory, 
the latest political divisiveness, the latest you fill in the blank. What I mean by that is you're listening to all that and it's become such a part of you that, that there's no room for God to bring healing to your soul because your soul has been yoked with that. We have to be careful, church, to not get so caught up in all that divisiveness. You know, it's only the enemy that's trying to divide. He's trying to divide and conquer through the news, through, through our government, through po the politics and all that business. Every time you bring something home and just talk about it and on and on and on about the latest conspiracy theory, this happened, you know, the lunar moon landing wasn't real. I mean, I don't care if it was real or not, but there are conspiracy theories about everything. And you can get so caught up into that that it sucks the soul, sucks the life out of you. And nobody wants to be around you if you get caught up in that. Instead, allow yourself to be yoked to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yoke yourself to the Holy Spirit where He can restore your soul. He declared, take His yoke and you will find rest for your souls. Amen? Why don't you stand with me at this time? Amen. How many are going to do that? How many declare that, God, I'm going to allow you to restore my soul today? Here, here's the great news, and I just want to recap it again. He's He's the God that restores you from suffering. He will restore your suffering. He will restore or he will bring about restoration of years stolen from you. He will bring restoration of health to you. He will bring restoration from shame to you. And finally, he will bring restoration of your soul restoration of your soul. Thank you, Father. Lord, you are so good to us that your word reminds us clearly of how much we need to depend upon you. This world is truly trying to divide itself and, and just further divide peoples and, and uh, it, it's such a terrible place without you, Lord. But with you, Lord, this is a beautiful place to be. Lord, your love is everywhere. And we as believers need to cast that love out. And that people around us would be affected and infected by our love because of what you've done for us. So Father, I pray, Lord, restoration for every one of these points for every person here. Lord, that you would remove suffering, shame, anything that would, that would prevent us from living the life that you have called us to. Lord, I pray, Father, for your healing touch spiritually, emotionally. Lord, the battles that go on in our minds at times. Lord, I pray for healing in those areas. Bring restoration, Father, like only you can. Speak to us at night when we're all alone. Restore our souls, Lord, and give us joy, joy abundantly. Joy overflowing, Lord, as the word talks about. A joy that flows from within my soul. And that's caused by the Spirit of God being in me. Lord, fill that. Fill every person in here with your joy. God, we love you and we thank you now. Thank you for this time. Help us to go out the rest of this week. 
and remember that you are the God of restoration. Thank you, Father. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. And we hope to see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.